Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Equip Show. We are pleased to have you join us today. And uh, we have something very special that we're going to be starting, and it's a special series called Journey in the Prophetic. So we're going to be talking about all things prophetic and prophetic ministry and what, what that means, what it is, how to hear from God, character and attitudes in prophetic ministry, and even judging prophecy and why there is an importance to do that. So, but for part one today, we're going to be talking about the basics of prophecy and the basics of prophetic ministry. So thank you so much for joining us, and we are just going to jump right in um, with a scripture today. And, uh, you know, I, I just encourage you, if you have a notebook, just, just take notes, because this is going to really help you understand prophecy and potentially help you activate it in your own life. So Acts 2, 16 to 18, um, I'm reading out of the NIV version. It says, uh, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. So Peter here is explaining that in the last days, believers of Jesus Christ will be prophesying. You know, and most theologians, um, they agree that we are in the last days, and, and in fact have been since the day of Pentecost. Uh, so that it's a sign of God's spirit being poured out, uh, that, that believers will prophesy. Um, yet most believers, you know, even, even charismatic and Pentecostal and spirit, you know, all sorts of spirit-filled believers, you know, most believers aren't really being active in this gift of prophecy. So I want to talk to you about that today, um, about uh, becoming active in it and desiring it. First uh, Corinthians 14.1, you know, Paul is exhorting the church to desire spiritual gifts, especially that you might prophesy, right? So, so Paul is saying, you're, we're supposed to desire this, the, the gift of prophecy. Um, so he's exhorting us in this, right? Uh, so what is prophecy? Okay. And uh, there, I know there's lots of misconceptions, a lot of mysticism about prophecy, um, but really it's not a mystical thing at all and it should just be really normal in our lives. So prophecy is this. It's when an individual speaks forth the mind and counsel of God as they are impressed by the Spirit of God. Okay, I'll say that again. Prophecy is when an individual, so a person, speaks forth the mind and counsel of God as they are impressed by the Spirit of God. So it's God um, directly communicating to his word to human beings through other human beings, through other people. Okay, it is a speaking gift and it requires faith, right? Anything within the kingdom of God always requires faith. Um, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So in order to operate in prophecy, we have to have faith that God's word says that this is important and that we can do it and we can receive it. Okay. Um, now, let's clear up some of the misconceptions I had already mentioned. Um, prophecy is not, okay, so prophecy is not a miracle. <laughs> um, prophecy is not merely words or human words of encouragement being spoken. Okay, although there is encouragement in prophecy, it's not just words, human words. Um, it's not only meant for a selective or special group of people, right? Some people think it's only for the spiritual giants out there, like the special ones that are able to prophesy. And that's not true. You know, the Bible says that all may prophesy. And we're going to get into that um, in just a minute here. Um, and it's not someone standing and giving a general exhortation to, to a congregation. Okay, although exhortations are good and that's, you know, part of what prophecy is, 
um, that's not specifically what a prophecy is. Okay, and I'm going to get into a little bit more detail about that. So who can prophesy? Okay, like I said, it's not just for a special person or a special group of people or for people that are, you know, um, called prophets uh, per se. But 1 Corinthians 14.31, it explains very specifically who can prophesy. And um, Paul is explaining here, he says, For you may all prophesy one by one, that all may be learned and all may be comfort comforted. Okay, so Paul's talking about the order um, in a church, in a church service, and it says we can all prophesy, right? So the gift of prophecy is available to any believer, any believer in God, any believer in Jesus Christ. We can all prophesy. But yet I understand that um, throughout the body of Christ, you know, most people, the majority of believers, aren't walking in this important gift. And that's why I feel it's so important to teach on it and to... Uh, to help you get some spiritual understanding behind it. Um, 1 Corinthians 4, and I'm just going to read this all, uh, verse 1 to 3. It says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you might prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, however in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. So what is the purpose of prophecy? Okay, why should we want this gift or even move out of our religious comfort zone to go after it or to inquire and learn about it and, and hopefully activate it in our lives? Why should we do that? Right, when when it uh, seems so mystical and supernatural, you know, and it is a, a supernatural gift, but um, it's available to all of us, you know, and God wants us to be open to it. Okay, so the reason why prophecy is important is because there's so much pain and struggles in the world, right? Um, people go through trials, people go through tribulations, people go through struggles, uh, that this gift is necessary to bring hope and encouragement to others, right? And if you've ever received, um, you know, a genuine prophetic word, it's probably brought some hope back to you. It's probably helped to lift off some discouragement, um, you know, maybe restore some uh, your faith that God is with you, right? So, so prophecy is important, you know, to, to help that, to help lift our, our spirits. And um, I'll get into, you know, some of the uh, more detailed reasons why prophecy is important in just a minute here. So uh, it is important for us to develop prophecy in our lives as believers. And uh, a couple ways we can do that to start with is to covet to prophesy. Okay, so in other words, expect to hear, first of all, expect to hear from God. Okay, John 10, 27 and 28 says, My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. Okay. Uh, Isaiah 50, verse 4 says, He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Okay, so we can hear the voice of God. The voice of God is available to us. You know, I know there was a recent talk show host not that long ago that thought, thought it was delusional for any believer in Jesus Christ to hear the voice of God. You know, and that completely contradicts what the Bible teaches. And it contradicts the experience of, of you know, millions of Christians around the world. You know, and that's why there was such an outrage when that statement was made. Because we can hear the voice of God. He can speak to us as believers you know, we are his sheep, and he speaks to his, to his sheep. Um, so yeah, so we can, we can hear the voice of God. And the Bible also says to covet to prophesy. I already read this, but I'll read it again. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. 
says desire spiritual gifts especially right I'll highlight that especially that you might prophesy first um, Corinthians 1439 says covet to prophesy okay, covet means to desire with intense passion um, so that's coveting so it's something that you want intensely the desire must be in us first first right? Corinthians 1412 says seek to edify or build up the church through prophecy Okay, so, so the Bible clearly says, you know, that we're supposed to desire this gift, to covet it, to uh, learn to hear the, from the voice of God, and, and to really, you know, be active in it. This should be a normal thing for a believer's life, but instead, it be, it, it's the unusual, it's, a, it's the supernatural, it becomes mystical, because it has not been normal in the body of Christ, you know, and um, I want to help get some of that normalcy back into the lives of believers today that this should be normal um, but also you know to take away some of the um, fallacies and some of the abuses and misconceptions of it as well and so that's what I'm going to do uh, throughout some of this series and uh, yeah so I hope you can learn learn from that a little bit God wants to use us you know sometimes we can feel that we're not valuable enough or maybe we're insignificant or we're not special enough to be used by God but, uh, you know, 2 Timothy chapter 2, um, it says that God wants to prepare us for every good work. And he's looking to make us into honorable vessels so that we can do that. So, you know, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so each one of us is made for a special purpose. And God gives gifts to the body. And one of those gifts is prophecy. Right? So it's us learning to hear God to, to edify, exhort, and comfort ourselves but is also learning to hear from God and speaking it out to others to help the body of Christ as a whole. You are valuable, you are precious. God wants, God wants you to be um, available and be willing and ready for every good work. And one of those good works is for the gift of prophecy. Okay. So what's prophecy used for? You know, and I alluded to some of this already, um, but first of all, um, prophecy, in simplest form is used for comfort okay so in other words it cheers people up when we get a prophetic word you know it's it cheers us up it makes us feel better it um, a lot of times we'll get a prophetic word in times of affliction right or I know this is an international show so many people around the world um, right now that are watching you know maybe some of you have are facing some persecution and it could be some severe persecution or it could even be persecution from your family or your friends or in your workplace, right? So uh, getting a prophetic word in the right season can cheer us up, it can comfort us and make us feel better. You know, it can reassure us that, um, you know, God is with us. Even though we're going th through some suffering for a little while, you know, it comforts us and reassures us that God's got us, that he's gonna get us through this. Uh, secondly, Prophecy is used for edification, or another word for edification is to build up, or building up of people. Um, okay, so as edification can increase our faith and spiritual understanding, right? Where all of a sudden just something on the inside happens inside of us and we feel stronger, we feel um, like our faith is just skyrocketing, and edification does that. And it helps to bring us into spiritual maturity as well. Um, uh, and thirdly, exhortation. Okay, prophecy is used for exhortation. 
So exhorting means to stir up, or how I like to phrase it is to fire up, right? Sometimes, you know, as believers, we can be complacent or apathetic, and sometimes we need somebody to come along and speak into our life to fire us up, to stir us up, to say, come on, like, run the race, like, you got this, and you can do this, and, 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 and just exhort, you know, the plans and the purposes of God in our life, right? So to be fired up is so important in the body of Christ today. Right, um, you know, because once we're fired up, that passion gets ignited, and then all of a sudden we're like, you know, we press into God more. We live for God in a greater way, right? We seek Him more, right? When our passion is ignited, and and prophecy can do that. Um, fourthly, prophecy is used for confirmation. Okay, so maybe to confirm something that's already God has revealed to you. Right? Maybe it's something he already spoke to you or he gave you a dream about or maybe something that he put in your heart. Right? Prophecy can come and say, yeah, you know, I do have a heart for that. Like I was thinking that or, or um, you know, I felt that inside of me. And prophecy can do that. It can come along and, and you can say, that's exactly what I had in my heart to do. Right? That's exactly what God put in my heart to deal with. And uh, prophecy can confirm Right? Uh, Judas and Silas were prophets. You know, they would go uh, from church to church and they would, they would exhort the brethren. Right? They would bring strength and, uh, with their words. Right? And, and prophecy can do that. It brings strength. It brings um, you know, that stirring up, that building up. It does you know, all that kind of stuff. So prophecy is important. Okay? It can establish us and, uh, you know, in the Lord and it can help us you know, to direct us towards his purposes in a greater way. Okay. Uh, fifthly, prophecy can help us to enable good warfare. Okay, what do I mean by enable good warfare? You know, sometimes we forget that the enemy has tactics and assignments on our life that's trying to get us off the purposes and the plans of God. And sometimes getting a prophetic word helps us to be able to focus and to target what we're fighting against, target certain things in prayer, Target, there's certain things we need to be on guard for. First uh, Timothy 1.18 says that by them you may wage a good warfare. So it helps to give us direction in which to fight, right? Um, you know, there's been times in my life where I've seen or where I've had prophetic words or even dreams from God, and they were warning me. They were warning me about certain situations. They were warning me about certain people, you know. So I was able to avoid and uh, um, to avoid some of the assignments that the enemy had on my life, and they came to nothing, right, because, because of these prophetic words. So it helps us to enable good warfare. And uh, number six, it helps us to bring life. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Okay? So when we get a prophecy or when we give a prophecy to somebody, it produces life inside of us because it's, it's potentially God speaking, um, speaking to us through another person, right? So it, it can produce life and produces hope, right? Isn't that cool? It's, uh, yeah, uh, prophecy is just such an important gift. Um, you know, John 6, 6 says, if the spirit who gives life, or it is the spirit that gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are a spirit and they are life, right? So when we speak the heart of God to other people, when we speak what we're hearing or sensing to other people, um, it can produce life.
you know, and um, I know some of you watching, and I just sense right now that some of you watching, you're like, oh, I remember when that person came to my church, or I remember, you know, when that person gave me that word, and uh, I, you're right, I did feel life, you know, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. It produces life inside of us. Uh, now, there's other purposes and other um, reasons why prophecy is important as well, and uh, what it can do. Now, I'm going to talk about three more. Now, when, I, when I'm saying this, are, these are the three that m most people think of when they think of, of prophecy. But really, prophecy in its simplest form is used for edification, exhortation, and comfort, right? And confirmation, like I had mentioned. Um, you know, that's, that's a basic use. That's what I really want you to grasp today. Now, uh, for people that are called into the government off, governmental office of a prophet or more in a leadership prophetic role, right, there's other uses for prophecy as well. Um, one of them, you know, 1 Timothy 4.4 says, don't neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands um, of the eldership. Okay, so there's... Uh, the other use is, is to confer or to impart, you know, a spiritual gift. But like I said, you know, that's, that's only for people or mostly for people that are in a, you know, governmental or a leadership role in the prophetic. I uh, can give direction as well. Um, a word of direction for the famine uh, came in Second Kings. Uh, Acts 13 talks about a clear direction as, as to who should be ministering and what the purposes of God were and it can help establish ministries in churches as well, right? But this isn't for, you know, your average church member. These are for recognized, um, you know, prophetic voices that are in leadership. And uh, at times as well, um, there might be times of correction that come in through, prof through, through prophets or through prophetic teaching as well. Um, 1 Corinthians 14.31 says that all may learn, and all may be encouraged. So sometimes, you know, we have to learn through being corrected at times as well. And that's a good thing. We should want correction. We should desire correction as well to receive that. You know, I had a, a prophetic voice. I had a lot of trouble in the area of correction because I would often discern things in people's life that, that wasn't right, you know, or that I felt was wrong. And walking in the gift of prophecy, it was difficult to kind of discern what to do with that because, um, you know, correction isn't always edifying, exhorting, and comforting. You know, sometimes it, it just hurts. So what I learned to do uh, was, was to learn to correct people through teaching of the Word of God, right? Through teaching them um, the Word of God and, and to make sure that that was established in their hearts, right? And, and that's the best way to, to really correct others is to teach them this is what the Bible says, you know, and, and um, so I've made mistakes in that area and I know a lot of prophetic people have because, you know, we're receiving things and we're, sometimes those things are, are words of correction, um, but it's important to know how to handle that and to always try to walk in the gift of love. And if you've made mistakes like I have, you know, that's okay. Just keep going and uh, just kind of learn from that as well. Um, so I mentioned, you know, the purposes of prophecy and then, you know, some of the things that more governmental or, or profit things are. I want to talk to you for just a second here about the difference between um, a gift of prophecy and the prophet, you know, because a lot of people think that just because they can give a prophecy that they are actually a prophet. And uh, this is a really serious problem in the body of Christ. We see lots of people that just, you know, they discern things, they have a prophecy, the next day they're printing out business cards, and I'm not against business cards, but the next day they're, you know, promoting themselves as a prophet because 
they, they operate in, in the gift of prophecy. You know, but the Bible says all may prophesy, but not all are called to be prophets. Okay, so this is something I really want you to pay attention to because there is a difference. Um, being someone who prophesies and being a prophet are not the same thing. Okay, prophesying does not make you a prophet, right? And sometimes we like to label ourselves because it makes us feel important and makes us feel good, right? But um, I'm going to talk about later in this series about the attitudes behind prophecy. And I think it's really going to help us to kind of understand what, what type of attitude we should have. Um, all may prophesy. Any, may, any believer might be, might be used by God in the gift of prophecy. Okay, in the Bible, God spoke through animals to other people. Okay, it doesn't make them, you know, uh, any more or any less than anything else. But, you know, God will speak to, any, through, to anyone and through anyone as his spirit wills. Okay, um, the prophet... Okay, so the role of a prophet, just listen to this, is a governmental call, an office in the fivefold ministry. Ephesians 4 talks about, and he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, right? For the, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body, um, to equip the, mini the ministry for the works of service, right? So, so that's um, what a prophet is. A prophet is this, not just one who prophesies, but is an actual minister who can preach or teach with an anointing, right? The, so the anointing of God on their life. That means something's coming out of them. They're imparting something. They're bringing life. They're bringing the presence of God with them. A prophet is one who equips others for the work of the ministry. So it's not your lone ranger on the road that's just going from town to town wanting to prophesy over people. That's not a prophet, right? That's that's a believer that's just independent-spirited and independent-minded, right? And, and, you know, not saying that there's not some valid ones out there, um, but, you know, for the most part, um, that's not what a prophet is, okay? So most prophets are not independent, okay? Uh, they are interdependent, and, and most of the time, 99% of the time, will be recognized by an established church government, Okay, so that's important. So a prophet is one who works alongside and in cooperation and accountability among other fivefold ministers. Apostles, they're actually supposed to work the closest with, with, with an apostle. Pastors um, and other leaders in church government. Okay, so prophets, they work really close. They have a good relationship. You know, they're supposed to be accountable to other church bodies, not just going off on their own. You know, and I know that there's a tension sometimes um, with some prophetic voices out there, um, but God needs all those offices working together, and we can all learn from one another. Okay, uh, prophets aren't self-appointed, but they are appointed by God and confirmed by other fivefold ministers. Okay, so it's not, they're not self-appointed. Okay, um, so yeah, I hope that kind of clears things up a little bit. Uh, examples of prophets in the Bible were Jesus, Paul, Amos, Jeremiah, you know, and all those guys, they did not um, proclaim to be prophets. They simply functioned in, in the prophetic office, right? So it was more important to them that they functioned than it was to have the title of a prophet. You know, and I hope I can get that across today, that the function, right, so, so edifying, exhorting, comforting, um, you know, bringing life, enabling good warfare, you know, all that kind of stuff is more important than any title we could ever have, 
okay? So I just want to encourage you in that today. You know, if you, if you, maybe you feel like you're supposed to be called to be a prophet, you know, you know, get yourself established. Um, allow yourself to be teachable, to be pastored, to be trained up, to be equipped yourselves, because you can't equip others if you yourself cannot be equipped and trained, right? So, um, and I'll, I'll be talking about, uh, in the upcoming episodes about, you know, some of that stuff as well. In this series, I want to focus primarily on receiving and developing the gift of prophecy. Um, you know, this is a supernatural, right? It should be naturally supernatural, but it's a supernatural activity that I believe God wants to see operate in every believer's denomination, in every believer's background. You know, if you're hungry for the presence of God, if you're open to what he wants to do in your life, um, you know, maybe you've seen other people prophesy and you're like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I wish I could do that someday. Guess what? You can. You can. You know, and that's good news. It's exciting. Um, so there's only one pre-qualification for this is that you must be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? You must be born again by the Spirit of God. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Right? So if you believe in Jesus Christ, right, that's a pre-qualification. Um, John 3.3 3, uh, talks about you know, being born again. Um, Jesus came uh, and said, Rabbi, we, or sorry, he came to Jesus at night and said, um, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing. Um, and Jesus replied, truly, truly, I tell you that no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So that's a guy named Nicodemus talking to Jesus and saying you must be born again by the Spirit of God. Okay, so those are your pre-qualifications as well. You know, um, and so I just want to invite you just to continue just to watch this series on Journey in the Prophetic. In the next episode, we're going we're gonna to be talking about learning to hear from God as well as components of a prophecy. Right, so I hope you learned so much, and I just thank you so much for wa for watching. Um, we are so pleased to have you with us today. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, you can just email us at equipministries.ca. If you want to know more about prophetic ministry, just drop me a note, and I will be in touch with you. So thank you so much for watching. <laughs>